You're listening to a Rua podcast created by St. Benedict's Table, a congregation of the Anglican Church of Canada located in Winnipeg, Manitoba. I'm your host, Chantal Moyer. For this year's Lenten season, we decided to go back to a book we published in 2009 and offer it as an eight-episode podcast series to be released over the course of the season. The 2009 book, titled A Book for Lent, Toward What We Can Scarcely Imagine and Scarcely Refuse, was written by James Snyder, an American Lutheran pastor and a friend to St. Benedict's Table, with illustrations by Helen Lyons. The first version of these eight meditations was written in 2000 for use at St. George's Anglican Church in Halifax, Nova Scotia. With the exception of the first meditation, which was a sermon for Ash Wednesday entitled Atla, the reflections were all delivered on Good Friday 2000, based on the seven words, or the seven sayings from the cross. Jim provides material of substantial depth, delivered with a bit of grit and with a storyteller's eye to detail, all offered up in the service of the proclamation of grace. In spite of the fact that these addresses were originally delivered on the two most solemn days of the Christian year, they are not without their touches of humor. As you listen, it will become more than a little clear that Jim Snyder is rather thoroughly committed to a perspective that says that in Christ, the grace of God has overcome all else. For this series... Jamie Howison will be reading the text of these meditations. The fourth word, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? At the place of the skull there is no light. There is no life that isn't moribund or predatory. There is no God who isn't an illusion. There couldn't be, not here, unthinkable. Yet he cries out to the God who is not there. The God who is present through his absence cries out anyway, cries out, even though you're not there, Father, why? Why this? Even though God was not there for him, he called upon him anyway. That's faith. Amid forsakenness to cry out to the one who has forsaken him, to the one who is not there as if he were. Do we know anything about this? I suspect we might, in some form or other. But what could it mean if you're the Son of God? Back in my college days, I used to wander out to the city park at night, no matter what the season, and lie down on a picnic table and look up at the starlit sky. I did this quite regularly. Like Pascal's mutant descendant, I'd ponder the immensity of the universe and our abject frailty and insignificance in the face of it. How is it we exist here at this time, and why, for what purpose? What are we doing here? Just taking up space until we say thanks for the nice time and go? Who can tell me, and where, where is God? To paraphrase the psalmist, who are we that God should be mindful of us? We might rather wonder, who is God that he would actually bother to be mindful of us? Do you know how vast this universe is and how little we are in relation to it? 
At last count, there were over a hundred billion galaxies in the universe. A hundred billion galaxies. Each galaxy has a hundred billion suns, give or take. Four hundred billion suns are in our Milky Way alone. Monster suns, too. The sun we orbit around is puny compared to most of them. Four hundred billion suns just in that hazy white band that stretches across the sky, which, far from being fixed in the sky, is racing somewhere at the speed of 360 miles per second, taking us with it to where? We keep discovering new galaxies in empty space, galaxies moving away from us at half the speed of light. There's one out there, named 3C123, with over a trillion suns in it. It's about 8 billion light-years away. On the photograph, it looks like a smudge, yet it's 10 times larger than our Milky Way. And who's to say this universe, if it's closed, isn't simply a cell of a larger body? And the God in whose name we gather here is the author of it all, the Creator who holds everything as if in the palm of his hand. Okay, let's get real. What could God possibly have to do with us? How can we call him Lord or Shepherd as we do in Scripture? That would imply some kind of conceivable relationship, wouldn't it? But compared to God, the Milky Way is the equivalent of a bacteria colony. We're not that important. We're not that noticeable. Look at an ant mound or a beehive. They're each unique too. But can we tell the difference? Are some ants better than others? Would we sacrifice our life for them? Would we sacrifice our life for a pet beagle? I used to wonder how God could even find this place and why he'd taken an interest in us and be sensitive to our cries how could God even hear us? But then my mother told me God is spirit, and he's everywhere, and I thought, everywhere? How can he do that? That must mean, oh, I don't know if I like that either, to have the creator of the universe right here in the room watching me every second of the day. It made me think of the lunchroom monitor in third grade who followed my every move. Is that a comforting thought? God has absolute power. I have none. He can do what he wants. It's his world. And he doesn't have to be moral, considerate, or loving, any more than we need to be considerate of ants on the sidewalk. This is God we're talking about. And God does not have to conform to our morality or expectations. God's thoughts are not our thoughts just as our thoughts are not the thoughts of beavers. In fact, our thoughts may be much closer to the thoughts of beavers than they are to God's. But back to the question. What could God-forsakenness mean if you are the Son of God? I don't know that I could be so arrogant or presumptuous to assume that I had a personal relationship with the Creator of the universe. Think of it. No, such a notion falls outside of the realm of conceivability. 
It's absurd, like an ant having a relationship with me. Therefore, for me, forsakenness or abandonment by God is not a possibility. Unless you have a relationship, unless there is a connection, unless there is a bond of love and trust, there's nothing to forsake. But Jesus was absolutely different. For most of us, God is an idea, an impersonal force. God is a concept necessary to hold the universe together, or a prop to hold our own personal universe together. God's simply a term of reference, something to debate the existence of as he stands in our very midst, but not to this Galilean peasant hanging from a tree. This man depended upon God with every fiber and every ounce of strength in his being. He somehow knew God in the most thorough and intimate way possible, not as an abstract idea, but as a living presence. There was no arrogance or presumptuousness on his part when he called God Abba, Father, it was simply the truth. This man knew God in a way that we never will, in a way that we never can. He knew God as a person, as loving, compassionate, forgiving, and ever gracious. And although we cannot know God, we can come to know this man and know God through him. At least, that's the only way I know. If to be God means to be for us, and nothing other than for us, to the point of giving every ounce and fiber of his being for our sake, then all of God was in this man. Forsaken? Was Jesus forsaken, really? Did the fullness of God's living presence desert him at this darkest of dark hours? Or was it not when God, the creator of the universe, was most fully revealed? My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? That was Jamie Howison reading a Lenten reflection written by Jim Snyder. Please consult the show notes for a link to a web post on which each episode in this series will be posted as it becomes available. On that post, you will also be able to view some of Helen Lyon's artwork from the print edition of the book. The music for this series is by Steve Bell and is used with Steve's blessing and by the good graces of Signpost Music. If you would like to know more about our work or provide some support for our online ministry, please visit us at stbenedictstable.ca. I'm your host, Chantal Moyer. Thanks for listening. Were you there when they crucified my Lord? Were you there when they crucified my Lord?